Algar Productions. Algar Productions. You are listening to the Post-Atomic Horror Podcast with Ron Algar-Watt and Matt Robotham. Episode 287, covering 30 Days and Counterpoint with Gav Brown. Hi, friends. Our pal... Irish Gav is, I almost called you English Gav. I am so <laughs> You should be. I mean, I love English Gav, but I know that's an insult to you, so. Uh, I can put on an accent if you want. <laughs> oh, I please do. do. Hey, yep. Uh-uh. <laughs> it's just so, like he's sitting so right there. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's like he never left us. I can't tell if you're English or a Stephen King character. <laughs> uh, basically the I, same. I can't uh-huh. wait to review Star Wars. <laughs> He doesn't know what Star Wars is. <laughs> uh, so, um, I, I was wondering, like, as I always do every week with Dread, oh, are these episodes going to be the ones that make me just, like, jump off a cliff, or are these going to be the good ones? And it's like, when Gav's on, that's a good sign that one of them's good, because <laughs> Gav's seen ahead, he knows where the good ones are. He went are ahead and checked. Yeah, so, like, if he chooses, then it's either, either like, superlatively terrible or, or actually good, mm-hmm. so... Because I know, is it next season where there's an Irish one that everyone uh, oh, talks about? Oh, is it about? next season? I think it might be. It must be, because five, isn't it? Yeah, we're yeah, on five. it probably yeah. is next series then. Yeah. And that's, uh, I, I'm pretty sure you chose that one, right? Cause oh, I had to. The Irish. Is, 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 is that Star Trek's last chance to redeem its hatred of Irish people? <laughs> um, all I know is that they definitely don't redeem it. That snort makes me assume that no. <laughs> I, th- I think they uh, decided they're so near the bottom and so far from the top they just, you know, go further down. Let's just let's just do what we do best. Let's uh, let's bash the Irish some more. Discovery, if you're listening, um, <laughs> you can just like make the captain a competent Irish person. That'd be great. Yeah. Well, the show's not following the captain is the thing. So No, but he could still be matter. there in the background being all like, I'm oh, competent. That could be his I'm competent. <laughs> well, Hands on hips. That makes me feel real good about how, the, about how this ship's being run. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we were talking just before we started recording that uh, they did announce that that uh, show has been pushed back a little. It's now, instead of at the beginning of next year, going to premiere uh, the middle of next year, which is, uh, for us, it's fine because we're doing this. We're doing Enterprise mm-hmm. through, I think, 2018 or something. Yep. So, <laughs> well, AKA the year of hell. <laughs> yeah. Not year of hell, but yes, year of hell. <laughs> uh, but that that buys us a little more time because the show, like the new show is only 13 episodes, presumably a year. Mm-hmm. At some point, we're going to get to a point where there's no more. There's not going to be any more podcasts until there's more Star Trek. And, yeah, you know that's going to be weird for us. So yeah. I'd rather get a few seasons in the can before we start covering it. Also, I'd like to watch it just to enjoy it first before I dissect it. There's that too. Yeah, I think I'll enjoy it a lot more if I'm just watching it as a fan the first time and then tearing it apart the second time. Mm. So this was not very good. It should yeah. have had more quark. <laughs> wow. Really, that's just our bad thing going forward for everything after DS9, isn't it? That is true, yes. Needs more Quark. Um, But yeah, so these the, these episodes this week, uh, well, we don't all completely agree, but uh, there there are fans of both of these. We just, had, definitely like had opinions about them. But I mean, there's... Well, there's we both there said there's one supporters. good one and one bad one. Yeah. All right one. Yeah, we'll say that. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> and the first one, 30 Days, is mine. And it goes mm. a little something like this. We open with a very angry Kate demanding that Tom Paris hand in his communicator badge and phaser. She's clearly had it with his unconventional methods, regardless of if they get results. Also, she demotes him to Ensign. Also, she sends him to the brig for a month. Not a dream, not an imaginary episode, which used to just be a dumb reference to old comics, but I feel like it's often necessary for this show. Seriously, though, he's actually demoted and sentenced to 30 days in jail. But what could he have possibly done to earn the only demotion we know of since Admiral Kirk became Captain Kirk, which was hardly a punishment, and the only prison sentence aboard Voyager since that guy who killed a bunch of people? Let's tell the story in a device we call laying it all out in a dictated letter while we take off our uniform jacket. (laughs) Definitely not a device we've ever seen in Star Trek before. (laughs) 
So we flash back to the beginning of this adventure when Voyager discovered a planet made entirely of water. A water world, if you were, where dry land is a myth and Kevin Costner drinks his own urine. Paris, who has always been into the sea just like Kirk was into horses, begs the captain for the opportunity to explore the depths of this planet's ocean in a modified Delta Flyer. He also asks if Harry can go with him in a little sailor suit. <laughs> and now we come to understand why Tom was put in jail. Actually, they're just trying to help the Monaeans, the aliens who live here, because the planet is about to explode or vaporize or something. And as the Delta Flyer dives to depths which the Monaeans are incapable of diving, they discover evidence of a previous race on this planet. Oh shit, they built their underwater civilization on an ancient un alien underwater burial ground. Paris, somewhat reasonably, I think, believes the Monaeans need to maybe stop doing that and find another planet to live on. The Monaeans respectfully disagree, and the rest of it plays out like so many dozens of other Star Trek episodes from other Star Trek series. Passionate crewman takes a side in a fairly controversial ethic debate. Captain forbids them to interfere. Passionate crewman disobeys orders and interferes anyway. Crewman gets caught and sent to jail. Wait, that's not usually how it plays out. Also, they usually end up being right and saving the planet, and that didn't really happen here either. Seriously, is this the year with Voyager staff started noticing the stuff that was going on over at DS9? You know, they're doing some pretty great stuff across the street over there. I Why don't assume... we do more like them? Yeah. <laughs> I assume Deep Space Nine is literally across the street. It probably is across the lot, yeah. Mm. Like, um, we talked about this in the uh, Species 8, 6, whatever... <laughs> Like being changelings, like mm. it's it almost feels like somebody's like, hey, you know what's a good show that we could try to be more like? <laughs> <laughs> was it over at this point? No, it was. This was the last. This was parallel, I think, with their last season. Oh, yes, okay. I believe next season is when Ron Moore comes to work for them for five minutes. <laughs> just like, what are you doing over here? My God! Yeah. How oh, could yes. you? What are you? There's some interesting insights about that in the, in that uh, uh, 50 year mission. Book oh, also. I'm excited about that. Yeah. Yes, I Poor believe. Ron Moore, he just tried his best. I believe Brian and Braga and, uh, yeah, and Ron Moore, was it? Fell out over yeah. that for a they bit. They did, and they, f they feel super bad about it now. So it's Still not working like, together, though. Well, look, <laughs> if you if you went on to create Battlestar Galactica and your friend went on to do whatever he's create done. Create Salem. <laughs> you know that well-known right. TV show, Salem? No, but I, you know, no. <laughs> What's Ron Moore anyway, doing now? Must be doing uh, something. He's doing an adap excuse me, an adaptation of some books that I have never read that my wife hates, but apparently a lot of people like. <laughs> oh, the Shmountainara. Oh, well, yeah, that's it, Outlander. Okay, Outlander. Oh, yeah, Outlander. Good lord. Okay, yeah. which I believe Iris Stephen Bear is also involved with. Those books are super rapey. I see. I do, I know nothing about them. I just know that uh, Amazon and and such like is always recommending those books to Amanda based on other things she reads, and she <laughs> gets super angry. Like, I don't like these books. Stop telling me to like these books. Yep. That's all I know about them. <laughs> we all have a thing like that, mm -hmm. I'm sure. You liked Star Trek. Why don't you also watch Stargate? No. Why don't you shut up? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I really liked this episode. Like it's a lot. Really cool. There's a lot of really cool stuff in this one. Not not all not all of us uh, thought that. It uh, was all right. I wouldn't say it was great or anything. There was just a lot of... That's fair. Yeah, it was just all right. Okay. Uh, no, see, that's, I can, that's the thing. Like we've, I think we've established a rapport to this point where it's not like, oh, no, you disagree. You were, you were cast out. Mm. Like, it just, you know. That's, uh, that's cool. You, plus... Oh, go ahead. Well, one of the things, it's not my bad thing, but one of the things is, like, the whole letter-writing uh, format of, you know, giving the, giving the story mm -hmm. to his mm -hmm. dad in a letter. Right. And then he tells him about his Captain Proton uh, mission for some reason, as if that's relevant to it. We're <laughs> really sticking I'm it to quite, the old man. I'm quite yeah, I'm sure the right dad's now, but reading first, that let thinking, me tell you what I did. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell is he telling me about this for? Hey, I was doing some of that boring bullshit you hate so much. Suck it, old man. It's like I'm writing a letter and the first three paragraphs are just about the video game I played today. Yeah. And then I'll go in to tell you why I was arrested. I mean, that yeah. does sound like my letter's home. And then, <laughs> and then he'll probably give him a few minutes of some products he likes. Uh, <laughs> and then... In in fairness, like that's still like that's still a valid criticism, but the reason they put that in is because the episode ran short. And I was reading in memory alpha that they had to, like, they created that that device to uh, to pad the episode out of it oh, to give it a little extra five or ten minutes. So was it originally what? just like it just ended with him getting 
demoted. I assume it. Fo- yeah, I assume it followed the events in a linear fashion instead of flashing. See, because I was thinking about that, and I was I was trying to figure out whether or not that would be better if like the episode just ends with him being demoted and stuck in jail. Like that's kind of cool. Yeah. I, I I don't know if it said in memory alpha I forget I read that a week ago now so I don't remember the details and I don't want to misrepresent them but I do know they added the uh, the sort of the the you know the bookend thing because they needed a little extra I mean episode. like you know what would you like you know it's a good cold open too so it is and that's actually my good thing is I bitch so much about when they present you with a dumb mystery and make you wonder what's going on because it's usually like Ugh, okay I get it. But this time, I actually like. Wow, why was he demoted? Why is he in jail? Yeah, what, what happened? And they did a good job of distracting me with a good story, so that it wasn't the only thing I was thinking of, and I wasn't constantly trying to leap to the end myself. Mm-hmm. And it happened really naturally, and they maintained a little suspense, which they very rarely do. I thought. No, I like while I was watching this episode, I'm literally I keep going. What the hell could he have possibly done to piss Kate off this much? And he really pissed her off in this one. But there's there's so many episodes we've seen where something blows up at the beginning and then we flash back yeah. and we know like halfway through, oh, this is what happened. Uh-huh. This is obviously what happened. Let's just get on with it. And this time it didn't feel like yeah. that to me. I like that. Um, And uh, Gav, you were saying that the demotion thing, uh, this is your good thing, right? Yeah. The, the fact that his... Tom's demotion wasn't completely undone at the end of the episode. Uh, I'm just used to these things being reset in, in Next Generation and Voyager. Not so much Deep Space Nine, but they're, they're more of one of a show. Uh, I mean, in the great scheme of things, it isn't much, but uh, baby steps and all that. No, and it's true. If they they keep having him be like, uh, Ensign Paris? Yeah. Well, <laughs> and going forward, doesn't he just do the same job, only now they call him Ensign? Yeah. Yeah, I seem to recall it doesn't make any, any. No, it doesn't make any difference. But then Harry's an ensign, and it doesn't make any difference for him. He's still <laughs> in charge of the bridge or whatever he do, it is he does. I'd like to I put that as his heading in, like you know, any Star Trek compendiums that come out. Doesn't Harry's make an a ensign, difference, but doesn't make any difference. <laughs> yeah, that's about right. Just, just, just done with him. <sighs> Completely done with him. Hey. No, it's, I mean, because they promoted Tuvok a season or two ago, mm-hmm. and nothing changed story-wise with that either. They just address him as commander instead of lieutenant. Yeah. No. I suppose it's the same with Worf when he was uh, promoted in Generations. Yes. Yeah, but that didn't it, make barely any had anything to do in those other movies, so. Mm-hmm. I think it just meant promoted him meant he was the new uh, Chekhov. Oh, you know, well, the, the comedy relief. Listen, I may not like Worf, but I still like him better than Chekhov. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but I mean, I don't know. I like most people better than Chekhov, except maybe Harry. Yeah. <laughs> oh, interesting. I think I might hate Harry more than I hate Chekhov. I'd have but to it, think it, about that. Harry's still happening to me, so it's hard to say. That's something we're gonna have to come back to when we're when we're done with the show. Just like <laughs> the bottom ten. Who is worse? I would throw Rom in there, but I know that's just my thing. Yeah. I know you don't hate Rom nearly as much as I do. No. No. But, uh, I don't think anyone also, hates Rom as much as you do. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I, the, the thing is, Rom was the only character I didn't like on a show, uh, on a huge ensemble that I loved everyone. Uh-huh. So he stood out more because he was the only character that I, did, I didn't think fit with everyone else. Why don't you love me, brother? I mean, Al. <laughs> if you put him on, on Voyager, I'd probably like him okay. Oh, yeah. Like If you replace Neelix with Rom, I'd probably like him okay because this show doesn't have the rich ensemble that DS9 Oh, has. God, I would be so fine with that. Um, plus, if you replace Neelix with anyone, yeah. Uh, except maybe Harry. Yeah, another well, Harry. So you have two Harrys. Oh, God. Oh, God. This Harry's in a red uniform. <laughs> it's it's Harold Thomas. I'm Thomas Kim. Kim. Right. Different guy. But it'd be like wow. Superman Red, Superman Blue, except you'd have the two Harrys. Well, we are in the right time period I, for that. I'm just picturing them walking around the halls of Voyager holding hands like the fucking twins <laughs> in The Shining. <laughs> oh, speaking of twins, we finally get a uh, an appearance by the Delaney sisters. Oh, yeah, they seemed fucking fun, you know? Yeah, they did, actually. They they played the, the two, like, sort of hot uh, villainesses mm-hmm. in Captain Proton. And they had Harry tied up in in the normal way you would in a pulp adventure. And he turned it into something weird and sexual. Well, yes, because he's Harry. But he was just—he was the Robin. He's like the—he's like the sidekick who Captain Proton has to come rescue. Yep. So of course he gets tied up. It's not sexual. It's just 
It's just an adventure story, <laughs> but he's got to make it weird. Yeah, tie me up some more. Ugh. And they both just like, Ugh, stop it. Hey, you want to go get a drink after this? No. Just, I, I like that they shot it. Both shot him yep. down, just like in tandem. No, one of them likes him for some reason. Oh, did she? I didn't really. One of them that. likes him, him, but she, but he doesn't like her because he's oh, yeah. special, no, Harry Kim. I think, um, I, I think what you're seeing there is that one of them lies and one of them tells the truth. That's right. <laughs> and so they're actually both not into him, but the one is lying. Uh, see, uh, that story I would have been interested in. Yes. <laughs> I would much rather follow them than than uh, Harry. Mm-hmm. Also, how likely is it in Starfleet that you and your twin sibling would be posted on the same ship? Maybe they requested it. That's weird. Are they those kind of twins, you think? Uh, yes. I don't know. Well, one, well, they did seem to have different personalities, didn't they? Yeah, true. But maybe it's one of those, like, one of them's really good at some things and the other one's really good at other things, so they feel like they form one, like, super competent person. Yeah, one of them's really good at lying and one of them's really good at telling the truth. Come on, yeah, Al, we've covered this ground. Maybe like you're, uh, maybe one of them. Well, then maybe it was just one of them, and then in the Delta Quadrant there was a spatial anomaly, and they were t- t- turned into two of them. That could be, and they just it could kept be her. like a it just, just an enemy yeah. within thing. They just kept be, her in a uh, non two fix kind of way. Yeah, right. No, it's like an enemy within thing where like it's, one of them is the dark, you know, sinister part, mm-hmm. and the other is like the noble heroic. <laughs> except, uh, except they're mo- neither of them are like were particularly heroic or particularly evil, so they were just <laughs> kind of people. Yeah, when that happens to someone who's a normal person, not to Captain Kirk, who is a like ridiculous, exaggerated mm-hmm. human being. <laughs> then it's not that big. No, a deal. one of them's just kind of nice, and one of them's just kind of a jerk. Yep. That's about it. Or it could be like a like a Thomas Riker thing, where it's just like one of them is a copy of the other, but they're basically the same. Yep. It could be any number. <laughs> one of them is a copy of the be... other and wants to have sex with Troy. <laughs> well, who doesn't? That's true. Or follow follow <laughs> my crazy sci-fi logic here. They are identical twins. Ooh. I don't understand. How does that happen? I I don't remember, and I'm probably <laughs> gonna remember wrong, so no. <laughs> I feel like English Gav would know this. This is a science thing. It's like the egg, two eggs from the same egg. I don't remember. Uh, no, no, it's something I should, do with... My brother and uh, sister are twins. Gamma radiation? Yeah, gamma radiation. Mm. That's right. A giant turtle. Yep. <laughs> and a box of hair uh, for some reason. Yeah. So, uh, Matt. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say Discworld, but carry on. Not also that. That's turtles all the way down. Yeah. Uh, Matt, what was your good thing about this episode? Um, this episode looks awesome. It did? Just my, did. my bit fucking... I haven't done this on on a trek in a long time, but good god damn do I love the look of the undersea city, the uh, ancient, what do you call it, the eel monster, the whole concept of the ocean, which um, it's not... We say it's a planet, but it's really not. It's sort of like a blob of water just floating in space. But, I mean, a planet is just a blob of rock or a blob of gas. I mean, you got me there. But it's not like, like, my point is there's no, like, there's no solid, like, mass anywhere in there. There's like a... But at one one point, this planet was mostly water. I mean, yes, but it also had a thing in the middle. It had a delicious candy uh, (laughs) center. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. Like, this is just a blob of water held together by, like, ancient contraptions. Okay. It's so cool. It is. I really liked it. Yeah, it did look really good. And yeah, especially for TV, like in the '90s, like yeah, it was a little looked a little CG here and there, but the design of it was really good. Yeah, and they pulled it off to the best of their ability, and I I quite liked it too. Like that's one of the things I liked about it is I always love when the aliens are not like the same aliens we see every week. I like when the planets aren't like the same planets we see every week. And have we ever been to a fully water planet before? Like. We did one episode of the animated series where we were on a water planet, but have any of the live action series done water? No, the only before? one I thought I I thought I knew of one, and then I remembered I was just thinking of Attack of the Clones. Ah, we're complaining about a different thing from the nineties. <laughs> Stay focused. There are many things to complain about. Yeah, yeah, there there definitely are, but but this is not one of them because I think, like I say, we haven't done this on Star Trek before. This is a different kind of planet that that. I thought they did very effectively. Mm-hmm. No, no, it did look really good. I just didn't understand why everyone was so confused about how it's holding it together. Um, gravity? I don't understand what the problem with a blob of water in space is. 
I honestly don't understand enough about basic physics to know one way or the other. Wouldn't it, I, like, I honestly don't, like, wouldn't it drift apart, like, pretty quickly? But, I mean, wouldn't a gas giant do the same thing? I have no idea. I have, like, Jupiter's mostly made of clouds. I don't know jack shit about space. You'd think I would yeah, know something. Yeah, that's the thing, me neither. But... That's why I just kind of take my cues from the, the characters on the show mm-hmm. who know science. Like, well, if they say it's it works, That guy looks confused, work. then he's pretty smart, so... <laughs> Yeah, if if Kate, who is a scientist, says this makes sense, then I guess it makes sense. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, balls in your court, Voyager. Yeah, <laughs> the ball of water. Yes, yes. <laughs> in a court of also water. I don't court know. of terrible something or other. Yes. No, I like. I I really enjoyed it. I actually I like the look of the aliens mm-hmm. too. Yeah, they were pretty cool looking. Um. I mean, just humanoid, but a little little more work went into these guys than typically is the case, yep. so that was good. And, uh, I don't know, just between, like, Tom actually having a decent story where real consequences happened and going to an exotic planet a cool, not like, like anything we've seen before. Location. Yeah, I just, I, I really enjoyed mm-hmm. it. Now, there's, um, a lot, <laughs> there's a lot going on to like in this one. Yeah. That said, though, we certainly had our, our issues. Um, sure. Gav, what was your bad thing? My bad thing was, so Tom is suddenly all about the sea. Who says yep. he isn't? But <laughs> seriously, has he ever mentioned it before? And now every third word is an impression of Simpson's sea captain. He's <laughs> the kind of person who sees half a documentary and then doesn't shut up about it for to everyone for about a week. Yeah, no, I was thinking about this one, this one too. Like, we've established that Tom is into some very specific things. Uh, and they are mm-hmm. not the sea. <laughs> no, it's mostly the 20th century. Yeah, yeah. which is and yeah, very, which is already kind of broad because mm-hmm. he likes cars and he likes old pulp movies and he, you know, like this is a he, lot of what, what he seems to like is like the early like about 30 years from the 19 uh, or the 20th century. Right. Yeah, the middle of the 20th century. And apparently the ocean, like... Uh, well, that's one of those things, and I'm not, I'm, I'm not gonna, like, you're absolutely right, Gav. It came from out of nowhere, and it's a, it's bad TV writing whenever you're five years into a show and a character suddenly has a passion they've never mentioned once. Mm. But that said, everyone in Star Trek is into the ocean. Like, th- whenever old sailing ships come up, you always have two or three characters who are like, hey, yeah, I used to build ships in bottles, and I love nautical crap. Uh-huh. I'm like, really? Do you? I- but it's come up a lot because some writer or another gets it in their heads that, oh, yeah, our space Navy is like the real Navy. So let's talk about that. I just think this episode could have worked just as easily if he just thought this was cool. Like the way I think it's cool. Like, well, I the angle for me could just be like, I just built this cool new shuttle. Let's see what it can do. Mm-hmm. Let's see if it can handle underwater because I, I want to prove that I built a good, a good thing. Like, yeah. that, that would be enough. I mean, my whole deal is you don't need to you don't need to give him, like, this weird passion for the ocean to, like, like want to save these people from their own stupidity, you know? Which is, I, I think, Although, kind of the, the point of the episode is that, like, he's trying to help these people and their bureaucracy won't let him, which is why right. he takes matters into his own hands. Like we've seen in a million episodes, like I yeah. said. Like, that's we've seen that a lot. But, I mean, like, you can do that without being all like, fucking the ocean's awesome. You can be, like, these people are idiots and I need to help them. <laughs> I, I agree with you. However, like, I, you're both completely right. However, I did really like the scene where he's talking to Kate about it. Mm-hmm. Kate's got this really, and it's a, mostly her acting. Her, when she realizes that one of her crew is into something and she wants to nurture that interest... She gets this just proud look on her face yep. like, yeah, you know what? You go ahead and do that. I'm behind you on this. Mm. And it's it's not like I make it sound cheesy. It's not cheesy. It's it's like an actual proud mom where she's like, you like the ocean? Go, go, go to the ocean, little Tommy. <laughs> and it's it's cute. It's a really cute scene where she's actually proud of her guy before she gets mad at him mm. later. But yeah. like early on, go to the ocean, actually, little Tommy. You, you did what? Yeah. No. I get out of the ocean, Tom. You're grounded. Don't touch that. But you guys know the scene I'm talking about, right? It's in her ready room where oh, yeah. they're having this heart-to-heart, and she's like, you know what? Go ahead. Yeah, you you do that. When Tom you take go- care of this. This is cool. Yeah, when take Tom Harry goes, with Mother, you. Yes. I'm going into the ocean. <laughs> Lucille! <laughs> but it was like, she. we've had a few of these. Mm-hmm. We've had a few where a, a, a crew person says, I'm into this thing, and she totally nurtures that. Yeah. And I love that about her. 
and that it, it made that possible, so I'm kind of willing to forgive. All right, it. fair it, enough. It was a nice little character moment. That that's that's my defense of that. Yeah, but Suda was really into killing people, and she didn't really nurture that. <laughs> ah, that's a fair point. You got me there. I mean, in fact, can we not Suda, make you like murder Suda wine less like? than this? Also true. <laughs> Although I will say this might be the final stop of Tom's, like, redemption arc in my eyes. Like, now I completely just like him. Yep. Like, I, I didn't coming out of the gate, and I started to like him a little more as time goes on, and now he has graduated to fully, like, I look forward to his episodes. Mm. Whereas for the longest time, I was, you know, dreading, like, uh, another Harry episode, another Neelix episode, another Tom episode. He's off that list. Yeah. So that's good. Uh, Matt, what was your bad thing? Uh, Oh, yeah, so there's a scene in the episode where Voyager gets attacked for literally no reason, like, in the present, too. Mm -hmm. Like, they're just flying around, and fucking Tom's in jail, and suddenly the ship starts shaking, and all it really means is that the doctor has to come in and fix his head, and it's, it's like a really bad cliffhanger that happens for no reason other than to be like, well, it's commercial time, I guess. Yeah, it's the end of Act 4, so we, we need We gotta something. blow something up. It's really stupid, and it doesn't matter, and it's not even like, it's not even like the ocean people were mad at them or something. It's like a completely unrelated threat. Well, they tried to make it sound like... I'm the best pilot there is, and without me piloting, they're not going to make their like make it in a battle, and then a battle happens. Yeah, it's like, but, no, Tom, you're just you know, a very good pilot. Yeah, there are plenty of other good pilots, and we have a couple on the ship. Voyager's Fine. doing all right for itself. Yeah. Maybe someone else hey. would like a trip, a, 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 a chance at the con. How about that? No. Plus, plus, presumably, he's been training all this time to do medical stuff. Surely someone else has been training how to drive the ship. Yep. Like there's, she's Kate seems like she wants redundant, you know, mm. positions in case someone dies or gets sent to jail. Listen, or fucking cats fucked <laughs> off, and now we had to get a new doctor guy. I'm not having this happen again. Anyone else want to? Anyone else want to evolve into a higher form of life? They gotta fucking tell me first. Yeah, that's just good management. Exactly. I mean, in fairness, she evolved into a higher life form briefly and fucked Tom. So you know, we don't talk about that. <laughs> oh, we're gonna talk about it. <laughs> Remember that time we were ha- we were sex having salamanders, Tom? We're a do long you? way from that, Mister. Uh, do you, Tom? Do you remember that? <laughs> I'm shocked I didn't uh, get demoted every... for that. Tom, every... Tom, you're not speaking. Do you not remember it? <laughs> Tom, I have some photos here you can look at. Would you like to look at the photos, Tom? Tom. So you're now you're not looking a, at me. Tim Brooks doing a one-man play about it. Are you guys are turning her into Archer. <laughs> well, I'm Sterling Archer, not, not Captain Archer. So I am. Um... <laughs> Which is fine. I just... Now I, I want, now I want so Archer actually. to be in charge of the Voyager. Oh, I, I mean, we're going to say this a lot when we get to Enterprise, I'm sure, but I would much rather have Sterling Archer than, yep. you know, Jonathan Archer. Tom, I need you to set a course for the danger zone. <laughs> um, my bad thing. Yes. Okay, so Tom's in jail and he's mostly like he doesn't have anything to do and he's sad and he, he at least gets a pad to write a letter. Mm-hmm. But most of it happens in his head, which I actually kind of like. Like, he's got to deal with his crap. Although his daddy issues always come up every time he's got a, five minutes to think about yep. anything. And well, I'm it turns out his dad's kind of a real asshole, so. What? <laughs> First I'm hearing of this. Uh-huh. No, well, look, originally I thought that was just him, you know, like. Yeah, I kind of would have liked that interpretation where we flip around and see that he's a caring dad and Tom's just a rebellious asshole. Mm-hmm. But no, his, his and- dad is a piece of shit. Well, yeah, he is, which is, that's also fine. Like, I'm not saying I want one or the other. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying that would have been a fun way to go with it. But there's a little bit where, like, a quick little nightmare sequence where he's got, like, an anxiety dream uh, where it flashes between his dad being a jerk and the captain being disappointed in him. And it's so clearly saying, Captain, is your mommy mm-hmm. and you have done a bad thing, mister. And it's just so, like, uh, yeah, no. like psychology 101 that shit works for harry because it's harry it doesn't i've never really seen that connection for tom and kate being his mother we've compared her to a mom quite a bit i mean but i don't think he sees her but i think a lot of people no i think in the same way a lot of people on the enterprise thought of picard as their dad i think a lot of people on voyager think of kate as their mom (laughs) i could be wrong but i i think they probably do you're gonna get a spanking tom Just like I spanked you with my lizard tail. Remember that? <laughs> I have pictures. Would you like to see the pictures? <laughs> We're going to pull down the old photo album. 
This one's called Precious Memories of us being lizards and me fucking you. Uh, anyway, no, I, I, but overall, I really enjoyed it. Like I said, it was, a, it was one of those where they, they strayed from their formula a little and it was good. Yeah. Like they tried something different and I liked it. So, not so, it's different to the only reason they, the lizards. <laughs> yep. To the only reason they strayed from the formula is because it was running short. Yeah. Well, that's true. Mm. Although I, that wasn't my only thing. Like it wasn't just that it was a thing, you know, where, where we're looking back. It was, he disobeyed orders, and actually, there were consequences. That was a big part yep. of what I liked. Yeah. Oh, well, like, if you liked it, I mean, it's, it doesn't matter what happened to get it there. Right, right, right. But I'm saying, if if they went with the original sort of linear presentation, I still would have liked everything I like about it. Like that, that wasn't a huge factor mm-hmm. for me. It was more what I'm talking about is like usually when someone risks their career to save something. First of all, nothing happens to them. Second of all, they save the day. He didn't save the day. No. That planet and is th- going to fucking blow up in a few years yeah. or whatever. And then third of all, we went to a place that we'd never been before and saw like a different type of alien, a different type of planet than we see. So it's it's all that stuff. Like the the the, uh, the plot device, I could have taken or left. Mm. It doesn't really matter. But it, it was more, what I mean by breaking out of the formula is that we've seen Riker do that. We've seen Worf do that. We see so many people like risk their career for what they think is right. And it usually doesn't matter. Yeah. And it matters here. Yep. So that's more what I mean. True. All right. There uh, was, yeah, there was that Riker one, the outcast, wasn't there? But where he yes. didn't really change that's, anything. That was, that was the immediate one I was thinking of. Yeah. Yeah. But, but also he like Picard at one point said, your career's over if you do this. And he did it. And then everything was fine. I, uh, you remember when I said your career was <laughs> over? Well, Turns out it's just beginning. Turns <laughs> <laughs> out the human adventure. Human invent, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Captain Picard. <laughs> All right, anything else? Uh, 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 I have an authorized launch, so we're on the honor system now. Apparently. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so people can just launch their, their That's ships. That's Starfleet shuttles they work want. on every ship, at least, though. Mm-hmm. It's not just Voyager. Everyone's got that. Voyager, uh, Kate needs to start hiding the keys, I think. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, because yeah. they've got, what, probably none left now? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, well. Certainly after the next one, spoilers. Uh-huh, yeah. yeah. I I thought that was why they built Delta Flyers, because they were down to almost no shuttles. But yeah. no, apparently not. Uh, and my other thing was that he was sentenced to 30 days solitary. It wasn't really solitary, since people came up to see him every five minutes. That is true. Yeah, that's true. But they weren't allowed to talk to him about anything. Yeah, they made a big deal out of Harry being there for five minutes and talking to him and risking getting in trouble, but mm. it's Harry, so nobody cared. Yeah. And Tom ended up throwing him out, which I love. And, and I mean, Harry did go, like, right after that, he did go up to the bridge and tell the captain all about it. Of course he did. <laughs> but I like I like that Tom has, is in solitary for 30 days, get, doesn't get to talk to anyone, his best friend shows up, and within five minutes he makes him leave, because mm. it's still Harry. Yep. I want to talk to someone, but not this much. All right, that's that's probably about enough of that, Harry. You can you can go now. I, you know I what? I'm actually appreciating this time alone. I got a lot of... Uh, <laughs> Nothing to, that I could be doing. Yep, <laughs> pooping somewhere, presumably. It could be. I don't know how that. I could be dreaming about things. The captain being my mommy. I was actually yeah. like, does he not get books or anything? Like, good god. Yeah, that seems sort of cruel and unusual. Mm-hmm. Like but, prisoners yeah. get to like ex like exercise and shit. Oh, and they're put to work. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you know, I mean, I don't there, know. There is... I don't know about actual solitary confinement. I don't know how that works. But like, yeah, I don't either. I thought that they still if you were in solitary, you still got you got taken out separately for exercise or whatever. I assume. But I I don't know. I know. I know there are certainly like a, a, a portion of people who believe that that's cruelty either way. And you would think by the future they would mm-hmm. have done something else. But well, no, they're pr- also they're what's she going what's she going to do? Yeah, really? Like she's she doesn't have like in in her defense she's got very little other options, mm. lock you in a room by yourself or nothing. Yeah. No, I, all I'm saying is give him a book. <laughs> yeah. Well, he got a pad, so presumably he could ask for a pad with a book mm. on it. Also, like he got a pad to write a letter, so maybe he just didn't want to read a book. But you need another you need another pad for that. Oh yes, you absolutely. Yeah. No, you, you can't just fill ones. his can't just fill his cell with pads. then he could tunnel out with them (laughs) behind that pad on the wall that he put up that has a picture of Rita Hayworth (laughs) 
All right, it's time to push forward. Let me first give my quote, which is just a dumb, a super broad moment of comedy, but it made me laugh. It was Tom doing push-ups. One, two, three. 98, 99, 100. Staying in shape? Oh, yeah. I do it every time I'm in jail. It's also a very Tom thing to do. It is. It also felt a little like, I don't know, say Red Dwarf. Like I could picture Rimmer doing yep. that. He probably did at some point. Uh-huh. Probably. Oh, 99, 100. And also it's very like just Tom bored trying to amuse himself. Yep. No, it was super broad, but it, it made me laugh because the show doesn't usually do that. Or when it does, it gives it to Neelix, yeah. and it's terrible. Yep. So, one little moment of it was no, that's the kind. That's the kind of goofy shit I like from Tom, and I buy from Tom. Yeah. Yeah, that, that makes him more of a rogue than any of the yeah. actual dangerous stuff he does. When he's actually the one who's being a little bit of a smartass. Yeah, no, more of that kind of thing. More of Tom being actually funny. Yeah, well, there was a little of that mm-hmm. here. You, no, I'll you take had a couple it. of good lines. I mean, some of his dumb uh, uh, nautical lingo that Gav was talking about, like it was, it was goofy and forced, but also some of it was a little funny. Mm-hmm. So there's that also. All right, uh, pushing forward now to counterpoint. Gav, why don't you tell us all about that? Why don't I? Uh, Voyager is boarded by a Devor inspection team who are looking for telepaths. The leader is Kashik who, despite being too small to be inhabitable to Wookiees, transports directly into Janeway's ready room, where they flirt, and she tells him Tuvok and Vorik died in a shuttle accident. She'll admit anything to an interested guy. Eventually, the team leave, and Tuvok and Vorik, along with telepathic refugees, who they've been in the transporter buffer with, are beamed into the cargo bay. Best sentence ever. (laughs) <laughs> they resume their course to find a wormhole for the refugees by searching for, for the scientist who knows the location. Why the Devor didn't do this is anyone's guess. Before they do, Kashyyyk turns up and says he wants to defect. Unsure if it's a trap or not. It's a trap. Janeway grants <laughs> Kashyyyk limited freedom of the ship and they embark on a cautious romance. Incidentally, a cautious romance does sound like a young adult novel. Eventually, they find a wormhole, and Kashyyyk says, Aha, it was a trap all the time. And Janeway says, Aha, yeah, we knew. Fooling him with barrows of vegetables in the transporter buffer instead. Where there'll be no vegetables. I love love a good, uh, a good, hey, we thought this was going to be something, but it's just rotten vegetables in barrels gag. And it's always rotten vegetables in barrels, isn't it? Yep. Like, you could literally put any other object there, but it's always that. It's like yeah, Felix is just like, I got some rotten vegetables put aside for us to use. Oh, good. We, we need those. I was going to use them for cooking because I'm disgusting, but... Uh, <laughs> no, we need them for a bait and switch. That's what those are for. I also have some does, bait you might want to eat. Why does everyone always bring uh, barrels of rotten vegetables to a speech? <laughs> why do you always make Batman Returns references on our podcast? <laughs> Only Superman 3 to go. Yep. <laughs> Oh, I'm 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 vigilant. I'm waiting. I'm not saying you know. It's not like Brian and his show that he wants to talk about. Like your your references are welcome. Mm-hmm. I'm, just, I'm, I'm still looking for them. Is all. I mean, I'm if if only uh, the scene where they turned Seven back into a human had been the scene from Superman Three where they turned that woman into a robot. Yes. Uh-huh. That nightmare-inducing scene for those of us of a certain yeah, age. but in like reverse. Me and Gav. Well, yeah. Uh, I also do like that we all noticed that the guy's name was Kashyyyk and <laughs> recognized that as the Wookiee homeworld, because yep. of course we did. <laughs> I, they must have known. They must have known that those that, oh, that yeah. those sounds had been put together in another prominent science fiction thing I mean, before. like, this was written at the height of fucking, like, Star Wars book crap, you know? like. Yeah, I guess that's true. Uh, yeah, like also known as when I was 12. Right. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're right. Well, yeah, because I probably just saw it in a book and thought, well, no one's ever going to notice I've stolen this. Or they've created thousands of other just random combinations of letters and they're running out and it's just a coincidence. Yep. Like, that's certainly possible. Although that said, one of their guys is named, oh God, let me find it. Um, Prax. It's, it's something true. Yeah, Prax. Thank you. Prax. Which sound like I've, I've gone on, Voyager is particularly bad at this, mm-hmm. at these 90s sounding names. And I've mentioned them a handful of times before. Prax might be the new worst one. Yep. There's a uh, at one point he's got a line to hell with protocol Prax, which is <laughs> that may be the most '90s 
line of dialogue this show has ever done. I will, and they went to the actual 90s at one yep. point. I will say this, though. <laughs> I loved Prax. Really? As, like, the done guy who just doesn't say anything for almost all of the episode and is just like, Bleh. I don't want to. <laughs> He's their kiff. I don't want to be here. My boss is just a fucking smug asshole. I. Yeah, he's Kiff. I'm, it, yeah, exactly. it really, yes. It was really like a good cop, bad cop kind of thing. Yep. Right. Oh, only uh, only cop, he wants to cop. be good cop. He wants to be good cop sometimes, and he just never lets it. Yep. I am all, I've am i always got to be bad cop. Thanks for that. <laughs> I wanted to let you go, but Prax here says I couldn't. <sighs> yep. Now just in my head, he's been replaced by Kiff. Yep. And this will now be the episode where Janeway falls in love with Zapper. That- <laughs> <laughs> you know, so Gab, you know what? Is- I almost buy that. Yeah, almost. I, the thing is, she she hasn't gotten much. No. And we'll get to that in a minute. But uh, uh, Gab, you really like this one, right? I did. I just really like the two of them together. I really like the the teaser where it just we start off in the middle of the story. Um, and so you're not entirely sure what's you know you're sort of playing playing catch up with it. Mm. Um, and yeah, I just like the two of them together as well. See, I think that's the fundamental thing that we don't agree on because <laughs> yes. I actually, I, I didn't like. But I mean, of all the various aspects of the episode, the main thing to me was their relationship. I didn't like it, and you did. Yeah. Uh, my my bad thing was I wouldn't mind her having a re- love interest like we've clearly established her fiance moved on with his life and she's had enough time to recover and all the other captains found love or at least a fling somewhere along the way I'm all for her getting her turn or several turns I just I didn't buy this guy like I didn't think they had any chemistry and He's when you terrible. cast someone I, I thought he was kind of terrible but I guess we disagree on that and that's cool like mm-hmm. that's why we have other people on I don't want you to just say what I think like say what you think <laughs> I just like I didn't feel like they clicked like they didn't when you get when you get a guest star that's supposed to be the captain's equal they're supposed to be just these exemplary you know like John Delancey for instance Mm. right the captain's love interest yeah exactly that's why I said that but you know someone who's up to their level and this guy just didn't he felt like kind of the most generic TV actor to me like he didn't feel up to her standards yeah, you 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 felt they had some chemistry. Yeah, I did. I really okay. liked. I mean, yeah, I just thought they played well against each other. Not again. Not not so much. So, yeah, there was a well, bit they of go chemistry. Through a lot there. of different. They go through a lot of different things, like the mistrust, mm. and then the gradual respect, and then yeah, the and the brief sort of, little romance, and then the, yeah, yeah, and I, and the sort of I, humor I, I wasn't, between them as well. There there was definitely some bickering, and some it, the bickering was earned at least. It wasn't forced. Mm-hmm. But I like I didn't buy it. But if you did, then that's that. To me, that's the key of enjoying this. If you if you bought that, then of course you liked it. So that makes sense. Um, Matt, where, where do you weigh in on this? I hated him. I thought he was <laughs> okay, boring and terrible. <laughs> he desperately wants to be the deep, conflicted villain that like Ducat was, but he's just mm. a chump with a stupid, smug voice and th- some chest hair that honestly puts me to chain- shame. Like seriously, and I got some <laughs> severe chest hair. I, I, you do. No. I, I didn't notice. You always notice visual stuff that I don't, mm-hmm. and I just, I didn't really register. Oh, it, it was trying to escape from his shirt. So maybe that's why he's called Kashyyyk. Mm-hmm. There's a Wookiee living on his chest. <laughs> he's just stuffed with Wookiees. <laughs> Shut up, Lumpy. <laughs> Go help Itchy. I don't, I don't think he was trying to be, compl- he was pretending to be conflicted, but I don't think he was conflicted. No, that's also sure. possible. I definitely like as soon as he said, "I surrender," I'm or I'm I'm defecting, mm-hmm. and I want to be on your side now. I was like, "No, he doesn't." Yeah, but it was that wasn't his acting. That was just because I know how the show works, mm. and I knew he like by the last act he would turn back to the other side. Like I I figured that, and See, that I, might be part of it. It might not have even been him. It might have just been they were following the story that they always follow. But. Yeah, I kind of no, assumed I, that they both that. He was going to, you know, be back to the other side again, but that they wouldn't know it. So it was quite good that she was like she knew it all the time, and they'd already mm. planned for this. They did play it really interesting for a while, where you didn't like he was hitting on her. She didn't exactly seem into it. She wasn't like turned off by it, but she didn't seem into it. So that when we get to the point where he kisses her, she seems a little surprised. Uh-huh. 
the hell are you doing? What the hell are you doing with your lips? <laughs> well, look, listen. She hasn't gotten any in five years. She might have forgotten. Stop it! You don't have any dogs. <laughs> Although I guess I, I forgot about the. <laughs> I guess I forgot about the Chicote thing that one of you mentioned earlier. Mm. So I guess she has gotten some, but she doesn't was, want to think about that. There was that. the other smug guy, wasn't there? On a planet. Yeah, there was. No, some, he was. There was some other. He was a guy Fabio guy. Fucked. There was no, she a was smug she, guy with uh, hair like combed way back. Yes. No, I know who you mean. Yeah, that was the Fabio guy. Yeah, right? Fabio. Fabio guy. Yeah. Yeah, and nothing ever happened with them, and she got super disappointed because she thought something was going to happen. Mm. All right. He wasn't like because I, I remember like her being really sad and disappointed that it never went anywhere. He wasn't great either. I'm starting to think Kate might just not have very good taste in men. <laughs> well, and the thing is, Kate Mulgrew, like the actual real life Kate, mm. apparently chose this guy. Like, not like, not like in a lineup of hot guys where she's like, "Oh yeah, that's the one." No, that's how but Garrett. Like, uh, Wa- that's how Garrett Wang selects his co-stars. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it was just like, uh, this guy's my old acting friend, can we put him in something because I really like him kind of thing. Well, was uh, was Columbo unavailable? <laughs> well, you know, he almost was, but then he said one more thing and it turned out he wasn't. <laughs> but no, I, like, and I read this a lot about her. She, she must have been super connected mm. because every other week it's like, oh yeah, I know this guest star from way back. We've been in 50 things together. Well, I mean, she's and, like, definitely one of those TV, TV actors that's been in everything. It's her and Picardo seem to know, like, mm-hmm. every guest star, either one or both of them were old friends with, with every single guest star. Yeah, no, like, Mal watches Murder, She Wrote, and I watch The Rockford Files, and I think she showed up in both at this point. Probably. Just one of those character actors that made the rounds in the 70s and 80s. Yeah. And then finally found a lead role in something mm-hmm. in the 90s. Makes sense. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Okay, so let's talk about the aliens and their whole thing. The weird, Their like, whole... non-telepathic sort of Nazis. Yeah, they w- I thought they hit the Nazi stuff a little too heavy. Mm, especially since they just did a Nazi episode. <laughs> They've done so many, though. Uh-huh. Like they, And the pitch for this was, what if we did the diary of Anne Frank, but Anne Frank was hiding in the transporter instead of in the attic? What if we didn't do that instead? That's a terrible pitch. <laughs> well... You know, um, like also, seriously, there should be someone in the room who's like, "That's fucking the stupidest goddamn thing I've ever heard." Shut up and don't say that again. You know who the showrunner was at this point, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> okay, <laughs> this will blow their minds. <laughs> and for- the thing is, I've come to respect him quite a lot in big picture stuff, but his like actual episodes still, I still don't love his writing. And Frank in a transporter—that's brilliant. I, Gav, did you like that aspect of it? Uh. Well, yeah, I kind of liked that you can't, you thought that it was... Well, they started off with that she was she lied about Tuvok and Vork mm-hmm. being dead, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you found out that they were actually hiding other ones in the transporter. Well, it wasn't just Tuvok was, and Vork, right? Yeah, it was, there, it was them two. Uh, yeah. And you thought... Okay. Um, Sc- Scotty was in there for ages. I don't know why... Uh, yeah, Scotty did it for 75 years. We can't do it for an hour? But to be fair, the other person died. Mm, true. Mm. Although that was seventy-five years. But on the other hand, there were two guys. Also, you don't see how 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 much heavier Scotty was when he went in, like <laughs> when he came out. That's, that's seventy years of being eaten away at. No, that was that was by design. <laughs> like he he made it do that. Like uh, I'm not going to exercise. I might as well just <laughs> get the transporter to do it for me. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. Just like beam away the ugly fat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I don't know. Like, I didn't have much opinion of that either way. I just like I I did like the idea. Like, they hit the Nazi stuff a little too hard. But in general, I like the idea of a of a race that doesn't trust telepaths. Like, it feels like there would be that. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Someone who can see your thoughts is a little creepy. I could see someone reacting in a way that's like, ugh, no. Get those guys out of here. Well, fucking Neelix does it in the episode. He's like, some, like, psychic kid's like, I could read your thoughts. And Neelix's like, fucking don't do that. Yeah, please, <laughs> especially around children, yeah. please don't do that. Wow, there's some real nasty shit going on in your head. <laughs> you're oh, you're God, nasty. Along. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we got in another situation where they're trapped in someone else's space because they have to go through it to go home. I guess they still don't know about the third dimension. Mm. It's just like, this all can't be their space. Can't you just go around somehow? I feel like at this point, it's just like, it'll take too long to go around. We've already got, like, fucking... So would you rather just be randomly searched every couple of days? Apparently they would. also terrible. Yeah. We have nothing to hide. What about the telepaths? Ah, oh, fuck. 
What about all these barrels of rotting vegetables? What about those, Captain? Nothing illegal about a barrel of rotting vegetables. Actually, there is here. Shit. I really <laughs> like the idea of Kate just cursing, like... Throwing down, like, a rotten tomato on the ground, like, Ah, oh, man! Captain, the K's on here again. Fuck me! <laughs> well, come on, you have to declare we're, your we're, vegetables when you go from America to Canada. That is so true. you have to when you tra travel through different star systems. Yep. Well, here's Harry. <laughs> ah, shit. Yeah, just, just take Harry. How about that? Just give them Harry. He's telepathic. Just take him away. I mean, I probably should be. I'm great <laughs> at everything else. Oh... Just give them Harry and Neelix and Chuck and then My God, move this, along. this may be the most special boy we've ever encountered. That's right! <laughs> he will be our king. <laughs> All hail Harry, who came back from the dead. Uh, remember that? The he sword was so special, he came back from the dead. Yeah, I remember that. I also don't care about Jesus, Matt, <laughs> just in case you were wondering. And on the third day, Harry rolled the rock away somehow. It was really heavy. <laughs> Probably because it was a rock from the original series. <laughs> <laughs> this paper mache is really heavy. <laughs> also, it's stuck um, to my hands. Uh, Gav, what was your bad thing? What was my bad thing? Yeah, a bit vague this, but I'm sure there was a bit where Tuvok wasn't in the transporter and he was on the bridge whenever Kashyyyk was around. I was thinking about that too, actually. Like, wouldn't, like... Like, wouldn't the telepaths be around, like, the first time they encountered the Devor? Like, you would think. Unless, unless they said, here, we are transmitting a list of things you're not supposed to have, mm -hmm. so please don't hide them before we show <laughs> like up. a big sign outside of space. Like, yeah. All telepaths must be declared. I guess. Uh, yeah, it was like, like, later on in the episode, to the, I don't know, just they couldn't be bothered hiding him or something. Hmm. I don't know. I like, stopped being psychic. At one point when they said he was dead, it was just like they're doing that thing again. He's obviously not dead. I don't care. But they played it up for, for like suspense. Like, mm -hmm. ooh, how did Tuvok die? He didn't. He's fine. Yeah, no. Well, at least they only fine. did it for like a minute or two. That's true. Um, I, I really struggled to find a good thing for this one, though. Yeah, I just, so like, did I. I care for it. And uh, the one dude had an inflatable nose bag. I actually really like the design for the frog alien. Like, not just the, uh, the I like the nose bag. I think it's a cool idea. But like, he had a yeah, whole. It actually, like, it was actually like a little thing where he, when he uh, uh, inhaled, it like it, it went like it inflated and deflated. Yeah, but I mean, like his whole like he's got he, he has a whole frog thing going on. Like he's got really long fingers and like weird eyes and stuff. I'm like, that's a unique design. I'd like to see again. Yeah. So two weeks in a row, good alien. Yeah. I would say. And I mean, the oh, Devor are fucking terrible. They're just more lumpy-headed assholes. Yeah, those are the guys, like, those are the kinds of aliens I just wish they had, like, uh, come on, use the good design for the other guys. Yeah, this guy's growing a tree on his forehead or some damn thing, I don't know. I mean, Matt, you, you compared, uh, the, the you, you said that the, the main dude wanted to be, like, uh, Dukat. Yes. So, I mean, obviously, obviously a super charismatic bad guy can still do all that acting from under a bunch of makeup. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. It's not like that's the excuse. Like, no, that guy, that guy pulled it off. You can't. Yeah. So, what did you, what did you dig up for a good thing? Oh God, laser triangles. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, no, um, I mean, yes, laser triangles do feature in this, and as always, I'm delighted to see them. But uh, no, there's a, uh, there's some pretty quality starships in this one again. Um, I got a real good look at them as they failed to catch two of our badly needed shuttles as they disappeared into a wormhole. Oh it's, yeah, they um, sent a bunch of the telepath refugees away in two more shuttles that are just gone for good. Yeah, it's uh, it's still a good thing if I complain during it, right? Uh, how many shuttles do they have now? Now one. Well, I mean, very famously, Ron Moore, when he comes on board, asks Braga, "How many photon torpedoes do you still have? How many uh, how many shuttles do you still have?" And he's like, "I don't know. Why would we know that?" Like, Ugh. That's just like, but I mean, that right there sort of sums up the conflicting philosophies between DS9 and Voyager. Yep. We like one show keeps track of things and it matters from week to week, and the other one hits a big reset button every week. And uh, there's an argument for that. Mm -hmm. Like, there's an argument for we don't care, it doesn't matter, we just want to tell good self contained stories. That's fine, but that's not the kind of show I prefer, yeah. is all. Like, well, I yeah, I surely the whole point of Voyager is they can't get refills of I mean, everything. So. That, exactly. It, it makes the stakes so much more interesting when they're stranded and running out of very hard to replace resources. 
and when it doesn't matter, then that kind of diminishes the whole danger of them being out there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, the the bad guy, uh, Kashyyyk, had a whole thing about playing classical music while they searched the ship. Weird, like, Wagnerian mm-hmm. music, too. Like, uh, it was, um, what was it? Tchaikovsky, I think, mm. wasn't it? Okay, maybe, yeah. Yeah. I just kept think- thinking Flight of the Valkyries. I'm like, wow, they're really hitting that fucking Nazi nail hard on the head. I believe it was Tchaikovsky. Is, uh, I, th- I, th- I think it was Tchaikovsky. I, saw, I mean, I didn't recognize it, but I read it somewhere. Right. No, I think they said that out loud at one point, though. I don't remember. Um, apparently. But it, 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 oh, go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say, apparently Voyager has lost at least 10 shuttles and possibly as many as 17. Good uh, God. And they built one. Yeah. So. <laughs> this does not count the Delta Flyer. Uh, wait, okay. Oh, there you go. How, uh, fu- Okay, I'm baffled now. Just utterly baffled. Yeah, because we know the Enterprise, the Enterprise D, uh, had uh, maybe ten at the most. Yeah. Maybe, but I mean, well, I, I'm I'm being very generous. They're and not. That's a giant galaxy class ship. Either like. No, they're not. That's what I'm saying. That's a giant galaxy class ship where they have a lot of room to store them. Yeah. Like, and Voyager is much smaller. Yeah. And they can go pick up more if they need them. Like. Yeah, that too. They could every time they go back to Starbase, presumably they're replacing lost shuttles. Go by the shuttlecraft dealership. Boy, have I got a deal for you. <laughs> Only driven once by a little old lady from Rice. I, I think we can do without the undercoating, Stan. Jesus. I will not pay extra for this undercoating. <laughs> <laughs> oh, who are we kidding? Worf wouldn't be there. He'd be on vacation. Yep. Um to Worf's on vacation and we've gone crazy. <laughs> 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 Presumably, it's a it's a Ferengi running this. Yes, because only Ferengi can sell things. Now I'm just picturing a Ferengi dressed to stand from Monkey Island. <laughs> I'm just as Crazy Eddie from the old Crazy Eddie commercial. That works too. Um, what else? And so on, I guess. I I guess. Uh, no, I honestly don't have a ton more to say about this. Like, we obviously disagree. I didn't care for it. I did. I'm not going to lie. I zoned in for a lot of this movie, or for a lot of this episode. Well, I I liked it, but I didn't write many notes for it, to be honest. Mm. Uh, I wrote Mutower class, but there's not much to say on that. Oh, right. The Nebula Nebula was Mutower class. They probably probably just reused the effect from the movie and wanted to say that. So that's fine. Uh, And I wrote, no one's happy at the end. Mm. Uh, including you two. Nope. I I think if these episodes had happened in like sometimes this this is an unfortunate byproduct of the way we do the show. If this one had come first, I probably would have liked it a little more because I enjoyed the first one so much. I kind of my expectations were raised, and this one was not the same. Mm-hmm. And when we have two very different episodes, sometimes that happens where it's not even that it's bad. It's just it's not like the last one, and so I hold it to different standards. Yeah, and I didn't like it as much, and that's that's not really fair, but. Who cares? Yeah, we've been doing this long <laughs> enough to not have to be fair. Yeah. Fuck it. I will well, acknowledge to, to that be, that's yeah, true. If you're in Series 5 of Voyager, and I'm not surprised. We are, we are like, 75% through all of Star Trek. I'm not changing the way I do this at this yeah. point. You'll have to start again. No. Uh, watch Matt, the, we're doing watch the cage, the cage six yeah. times. I Honestly, of, at this point, I would love to. I kind of feel like we need to watch the cage as the very last episode. That'd be fine. I think Just you should. Circle back around. Yep. Ding, start again. Yep. All right. The thing is, for the early part of the original series, I'd be okay with that. And then once Chekhov shows up, oh, nope, I'm jumping off. And then is my favorite way to end anything ever. We The the last episode ends with us talking about the cages. The camera pulls away and what a wonderful world starts playing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's how every series should end, yeah. where we crash the, uh, crash the space station into uh, Wisconsin. Yeah. Either of those is fine. Yep. Um... What else? Like that? That's pretty much all I, I don't know. I didn't. Do I guys? seriously don't have a lot to talk about for this one. The thing is, I think we all agree that just not a ton happened. Like if if you liked it, it was a nice, quiet character episode. If you didn't like it, it was boring. But yeah, yeah. either way, there's just not a ton to talk about, right? Yeah, a lot yeah. of my notes really, are just demanding really... that these two not have sex. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Gav. Uh, yeah, no, I don't really have much else either. Very well. Uh, you got a quote for us? I do. Uh. My quote is at the end whenever they reveal the vegetables. And this is my quote. <laughs> you created false readings. That is the theme for this evening, isn't it? When they reveal the vegetables, that famous moment. <laughs> Release the story. vegetables. <laughs> 
I will say, Kate, once again, to her credit, like I always praise her acting because she always delights me in new ways. Mm. She hasn't played spurned lover getting revenge on her dick like <laughs> suitor before mm-hmm. and she did it really oh, well oh man she oh. nails it and when she oh starts you lied to me the, the, well i lied to you <laughs> she starts playing the music and just like yep she gets this look on her face and she's like oh she's she's gonna she, it's gonna be vegetables i just know it <laughs> and then you the have... sisters come in and say only one of us was lying <laughs> you should not have crossed me kashik <laughs> the thing is, I bet, like, she would, you know, she would just be, like, I. Th- we've seen, um, I think we saw, C- yeah, oh yeah, when Cisco got super mad at uh, Cassidy mm-hmm. for crossing him. Same kind of thing. Like, when when you have those sort of actors capable of being really intense, mm-hmm. like, when they have those moments, they, they just completely go nuts. And I love it. All right. Uh, that's all for this week. Uh, Gav, you got anything you would like to plug? Uh... Well, we'll be doing a, a drunken time travel wrap up with t- from doctors four to eight um, with you two. Yes, oh, uh, yes. Um, and that'll be out shortly. Excellent. So that'll be fun. Very shortly. <laughs> yes, recorded extremely shortly. <laughs> Looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, p- playing on our vast knowledge of, of all the doctors, right, Matt? Yes. Yeah. Well, between you two and Gav, it'll be excellent. <laughs> You're going to drive, <laughs> and I'm going to do what I do best, which is not talk. Uh, totally not going to talk. Uh, Please talk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, that's all for this time. As always, the website, poststomachhorror.com. You want to write to us, poststomachhorror at Gmail, mm-hmm. and we will be next, back next week with two more episodes. Yep. Uh, see you, folks. The Post-Atomic Horror Podcast is a co-production of Ron Algar-Watt and Matt Robotham. Copyright 2016. Please don't sue us. We're just doing this.